What is going on, lads? Welcome to another episode of the Positive Masculinity Podcast. I am your host, Nick Rybell, and I'm here to teach you how to become a high-value man. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday, I release a brand new episode teaching you everything ranging from motivation, discipline, mindset, relationships, and communication through to fitness, training, mateship, business, and self-education. Masculinity is a super powerful force that has been misrepresented and misconstrued in today's society. And so it is my mission to bring awareness back to what masculinity truly is and create a society full of strong, powerful, and valuable men. Now, guys, every fortnight, I am going to be running a brand new free challenge, which is going to be held live. If you want to register, all you have to do is go to www.com thepositivemasculinityproject.com.au forward slash challenge. It is completely free. It is going to be live. There are limited spots available, so make sure you go and register. I will put the link in the show description. But without further ado, let's dive in to today's episode on the Positive Masculinity Podcast. Good morning, gentlemen. I'm super, super excited for today's episode. It's a bit of a different one in a sense that it's less of an interview and more of a conversation. It's with one of my best mates who I played footy with and lived with in my my Tassie days a couple of years ago. And so we're gonna dive into a whole bunch of different shit. We are just gonna have a, a deep and meaningful, DNM I guess, a deep and meaningful conversation back and forth. As I said, it's less of an interview, it's a lot less structured and it's just gonna be going with the flow. So if that's up your alley, tune in. If it's not, tune in anyway, because it's gonna be fucking epic. But I'm here with one of my best mates, James Deegan, Deegs, and we are literally just gonna dive straight into the deep end and get stuck into it. All right, so where were we? Um, no, just, I think we were talking about, you know, uh, change scenery, um, challenges, you know, loneliness. I think loneliness is Yeah, fucking- that's right. That's right. So, yeah, I think I, I was expecting, as I said, a lot of challenges when I came over, but more so, I guess, trying to work out what path I actually wanted to go down because, yeah, you know, like I've been saying to you for ages, and other people I've been working really hard for a long period of time I've been disciplined grinding and like you obviously when we met I was very much just like a fucking child like just have fun all that kind of stuff (laughs) (laughs) as some would say and so coming over here I was I thought the biggest challenge would be balancing those two which that has been a big challenge but also as I said before just loneliness for the first week was I've never felt lonely before and I moved to Tassie, Queensland, all that stuff. But just, yeah, yeah new, to it. new country is just a new level of loneliness and it's a great challenge. Got to turn up for you, don't you? Yeah, 100%. And like you, I'd imagine like we've been talking for, you know, through most of this year, we've just been talking about our fucking problems because we both had problems back and forth. And like yep. you're you're obviously in a pretty lonely space when the whole football stuff unfolded, and that was yeah. a different kind of loneliness. Yeah, and I think like we we it, all go through it to different levels, right? Yeah, it's it's interesting to see like 
how like the different levels of categories for me um like you know we talk about moving we've both done that to a different state we've both done that twice to a different state actually um and you know i took a big chance when i moved to sa to try and do something completely silly um but super rewarding mm. and you know i I've, I've talked about it quite openly with anyone the amount of times i spend sitting on the edge of my bed just like emotional you know want to go home miss my dog like all these things um but i also knew i was right where i was meant to be and you can't get too hung up on the negatives i think you know now i've gone through a new shift which is probably you know a, a bigger one for me which is you know semi-professional sport is mm. is wound up at that level for now i think um yeah i'd be surprised if nobody could get up for it anymore anyway but that's um that's a tough process because you invest 18 months into people that you're in that environment with and they do such a good job of that and you know i'm super super blessed with some of those people um you know and and nothing was done wrong by me in this process but that's that's the game you play and and that's part of what you open yourself up to when you're sitting in that category as well yeah 100 i like dude especially when i stopped playing footy and i don't know how long it's going to be for but that's that was another time when i felt lonely because like you've got 24 or 48 you essentially best mates they're not always your best mates but no they're not (laughs) (laughs) as we know but you've got like this group of dudes around you it's just like a camaraderie that you you almost take for granted until you're outside of it right because i yeah i certainly looking back i'm like fuck that's something that a lot of people will never ever have no and people don't get it until they've been in it like you were in yeah i hate the links between football and like going to war and stuff like that but you all have a common goal which physically you have the shit beating out of you so Mm. many times and you're asked to turn up you're called out consistently like you are called on at really high levels and asked to dig deeper than what it is to just walk down the shop and get a coffee and etc etc um so you know like iron sharpens iron but that's Mm. when you're in those situations it's the same thing for friendships and that's why that is such a special camaraderie 100 percent, and oh it's only been like a week that i've been doing muay thai but that's super physically taxing too but it's it's lonely like compared to footy because you don't you're not doing it with your mates like you're doing it with people but you're on your own like you, you finish training or whatever and then it's just you in your own head whereas you've got your mates at footy and you're going through that together i i've always been quite proud of the fact that i've had a go at so many different things and uh, i don't know if you know this but i actually had a, a boxing match once i vaguely remember you telling me yeah. <laughs> so just to link back to what you're doing at the moment like i i would have been 16 uh i was a rake i reckon the dude i thought i actually went to school with him he was a really nice guy yeah, we got along really well <laughs> um so we had a fight in front of i don't know how many people um it was, it was a lot because like this big whole thing on the northwest coast of tassie um and i was like 20 kilos underweight for this dude and when you step in that ring like i was fit mm. i did two no i did three two minute rounds and there is no running when you're in a ring that is yeah. it is a lonely place to be there's a day that's a different sport you got to be built different to do that Fuck yeah, 100%, man. Dude, I like, I had my first sparring session yesterday and I have 
never done anything like that before. And even that, that was like, that was quite lonely because I was like, fuck, <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing here. Like, I'm just going to get murdered. <laughs> <laughs> there's no like, and there's like rules, but not great ones. Because I yeah. remember my first time aspiring and I hit the dude with this really nice hook and it was probably a little bit too much mustard on it. And I remember going, oh, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> And then he hit me straight in the nose. I was like, oh, fuck, we good. <laughs> yeah, the rules are like, you can't kill them, but you can pretty much do whatever you want, right? <laughs> and that's it. Like, don't tear their head off. But if it gets to that point, we'll probably break it up or see who wins. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, it's something different, but it's such a cool experience. And, like, just going back to the footy thing as well, I've said this yeah. heaps of times, like, on social media or to people, that year... That I was in Tassie and like living with you and the boys and playing down there. We literally won like what two games. I fucking injured my knee. It was, but that was the best year I've had like to date. Yeah. Like good. by far, just purely, purely because of the like the brotherhood side of it. Like yeah. having a like we had a tight knit side, even though we lost a lot of games. Lived with the boys, like it was it was an epic year, and it was just because of the environment. Yeah, I, I think that that's, um, there were some really good people. Uh, I think there are wherever you go. Mm. Um, and again, the situations I think are so successful based on like your ability to make good connections. Like you, you can't do life without having good people in it. Mm. Um, and that just shows like you moved to Tassie. It's cold as shit. You know, mm. it was freezing. You know that. And you, you hated that. Um, we don't win any games. You know, the idea when you're at that level is to win and we're working hard. Um, but again, that's where you forge those, those kind of on the relationship while we're sitting here doing this chat now. And, mm. um, it was, you know, there was definitely a lot to like about that year. There's a lot to not like, but <laughs> part of it, you don't get one without the other. Yeah. A hundred percent. hundred percent. There's no rain without, there's no sun without rain. You gotta, you gotta have rain to find rainbows. That's it. We love rainbows. We love rainbows, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, so that's like something else is. It just keeps coming up while I'm here, and it's only been a week. But just yeah, the the moments that I go and meet people, like met people from America, from Germany, from France, like when I do meet people, it just adds like a spark to your day because it. You just need that connection, like. Yeah. Well, you're hungry for it too. Yeah. It's a different, yeah, you're definitely, you're definitely hungrier to, you know, if you're lonely, you're much more inclined to be seeking out those kind of connections and, and. But it can go the other way too. Like if you're really lonely, you can withdraw and then. Yes. That's just going to further enhance your loneliness. Yeah, you need to be, and I think this is why that doesn't come as a thought process for me when we're discussing it about yourself at the moment, because you're not, you know, you're so aware of who you are and how you're operating. Um, you know, we've, we've been through a lot of conversations on that, um, and especially for me as a third party to some of your stuff over the years, um, it's quite, you know, endearing. You, you turn up for you first and you hold yourself so accountable so that's that's why that's probably not even a thought process for me man because i i can only see you seeking these out or um really trying to build in and, and create a life and a good situation and, and work hard because that's what you do foremost like you always turn up and you work hard that's the one thing i always say about you yeah i try to but 
like I, w- I will admit there's definitely been times as well while I've been here where I have withdrawn. I'm like, fuck, I just, whether it's like you don't have the balls to go up to talk to people or, but there's definitely been moments where I have withdrawn a bit and that that's part of it though. That's part of the self-development and learning yourself. Like I, right. there's definitely parts of myself I still don't know. Like that's a big reason why I've come over here. Right? And like, yeah. you can probably relate even though you're a bit older than me. A lot older than me, grandpa. <laughs> you, you're older. Like, there's still be parts of you that you don't know, right? And same with fucking 50-year-olds, you know? Yeah, I think people just get to a point where they're happy enough or in denial and they want to yeah. shut that off or not be uncomfortable. And uh, Gary Vee talks about it. I, I love Gary Vee. He's one of my number one guys that I watch full stop. Mm. Um, but he just talked, like, you got to get used to failing. Like, get used to laying in the mud and being uncomfortable. So yeah. if you are comfortable with that, you'll win. And you do see that, like, uh, whether it be um, families, um, friends, people just want to cruise. And, you know, I've been reading, you know, I read Atomic Habits. Um, I'm reading Indestructible at the moment, um, which has been good too. Um, Epic. Um, really enjoying that so far. But... I think the biggest thing taking out, like your mind or how your headspace operates, is your brain wants to make everything easier. Mm. So you need to be aware of that and seek it out. And I think when when we lived together in Hobart, I was very much at a place where I was unhappy with not doing anything. Mm. You know, I was playing football. I enjoyed my football, um, but work wise, I'd lost challenges. I had a lot of excitement there for a while. And I had good people, and that's the reason as to why I stayed in that situation. But when the opportunity for me to create coming to SA happened, I was very much like, let's do this because this is what I now need to do. Mm. Change the narrative, change the game, push myself super hard into a different category. I got on the phone after my first training when I got here. It was 38 degrees. I nearly passed out twice. Never in my life has that happened. And I don't know how, like, I would have said we did maybe eight or nine K trend. And I called my mentor and was like, fuck. Uh, I don't know if I can do this. Mm. I genuinely, at that moment, was so overwhelmed by what was in front of me and what had to happen. I was like, this is day one of three months of just getting ready for the season. I, said, I don't know how I'm going to make it through this, especially with my ankles and a few injuries I'd carried. And it was purely strip it back. Right, let's get through Wednesday. Mm. I got through Wednesday. Let's get through Friday. I got through Friday. Yeah. Go out for drinks with the guy. Go get a coffee with someone. Go for a swim with someone. Build the relationships because it makes the training easier. And... That for me was very much of every day. I, you know, I journaled. That was, um, I actually have to have to thank yourself for that because I came here with an athlete journal, uh, the inner game one. And that's been so critical in my process here because it just stops, reflects, clear the head, get it out, go again. Keep turning up. Just keep turning up. You won't fail if you keep turning up. It's just building those foundations. You got me? Yeah. Yeah, just dropped out for some reason. Sorry. It's just building those foundations, right? Like, 
and I can relate. Like when I got here, I don't know anyone, don't know anything. It's just all new. And then you meet that one person and you start making friends and then you find this new place you like going to and it's just creating that almost like familiar, familiar, familiarity, that's the word, around you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and building something that's meaningful to you around you and then that helps get you through those challenging moments, right? And like it's interesting you say that you were unhappy when we are in Tassie, right? Because I went over there with the idea of, all right, I've been drinking and, you know, partying and doing drugs a fair bit. I'm going to go to Tassie. I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to party for like six months. I'm just going to play footy, right? But your problems don't fucking go when you move somewhere new. Like, they follow you, right? And I wasn't necessarily running from them. I was just like, all right, it's a fresh start. I'm just going to stop doing this thing. But you can't just stop doing shit. You've actually got to get to the core of the problem. And so, when I got to Tassie, like, you'll remember, I was partying fucking every weekend. <laughs> oh, man. You know, like, I was doing drugs, I was drinking, like, and I don't even regret that because that was a super fun year, but it's just a an interesting point because you you have to deal with, like, the core of your problems. You can't just move someone new, make a new friend group, you know, find a new girl. You've actually got to deal with the stuff that's going on inside of you Otherwise, everything around you won't change. Yeah. I think it's the biggest, uh, it's a big opportunity. I think when people go, I'm going to move and, and they do link it. I, I love what you're saying there because they do link it with, oh, fresh start. Like, you know, everyone talks about New Year's resolutions. Oh, this is a new year. You know, they start <laughs> again. Um, and look, the intent's so good, but you have so much because you are hurting, because you are lonely, because you are no longer in your day-to-day routine, that's where the opportunity when you move is because you are hurting anyway. So you need to call yourself. And that's where I've found in this process, you know, again, I, I'll always talk about one percenters. Um, the Atomic Habits talks about the English uh, Olympic team and yeah. they had this dude come on and he talked. Um, they couldn't even get... Uh, a certain bike manufacturer to give them bikes because they were that shit. Yeah. He goes, right, we're just going to get 1% better in every category. You know, we're going to, we're going to wipe the wheels down with alcoholic rub. I don't know. Like I'm not yeah. a bike rider, but the the message was, we're just going to be 1% better in all these categories and see what the finished product. And that was a dominant team post that process. Mm. And I think that if you're moving or wanting that fresh start, hell yeah, go for it. I encourage anyone move mm. states move towns, move countries. I haven't done that yet. Maybe I will. If, you know, um, I'd love to go to Japan or Europe and um, and just see. I definitely don't think I've got the ability to learn a new language. might be a bit challenging, but... Um, hey, you could. That's limiting belief. Yeah, you're true, true. Um, but you have to be able to call yourself out and, and actively seek the changes you want to see as well. Because if you're not willing to, it's just not going to happen. You know, you don't wake up and you shred it. You go to the gym every day when you're sore. You don't feel like it. It's snowing outside and you're in Tassie or whatever you're doing. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, and I think that that's just so critical for people to understand is that there is there is great idea and intent and ability there, but you have to be looking inside yourself for the reasons as to why and how you're going to change that process and mm. who you are. Dude, I feel like I've been there but as well, but people 
don't actually realize how much control they have. Like, I've definitely been in a place where I'm like, I'm not happy, but I'm just going to either numb that out and pretend that I'm not unhappy or I'm just going to wait for it to fix itself. But you can, you can literally like change your life overnight just by making a new decision. Like, yeah. In hindsight, and I've spoken to you about this, but like in my last relationship, however long it was, in hindsight, I wasn't happy. And I, whether I was in denial or I just numbed it out or I was waiting for shit to change, that's a different story, but I didn't do anything about it, right? And from the perspective that I've got now, it was like, as soon as I noticed that I wasn't, you know, peak happiness or I wasn't fulfilled, I should have taken action on it. Right? And it's it often just comes down to like, whether it's denial, whether it's, you know, a fear of change, whether it's, fear of taking action or it's limiting beliefs like there's always a reason why people don't want to do something about their situation yeah and look hindsight's a beautiful thing we know that so we can look back and go oh yeah you play a game of football i should have kicked it like this or i should have kicked it you know whatever um i've been talking with a few people about relationships recently and i was um i've been lucky enough to be a part of that conversation um and you know we brushed on that early on as well for yourself yeah sometimes people are scared to make the choice um and i love because your your one of your i think core messages is very much like don't be scared to make a decision mm. um and now that that's that's in my words probably not necessarily yours i reckon there's a few more fucks in, in that one <laughs> um, <laughs> but at the same time like people do realize it and they don't want to action it and being able to process and i definitely support people taking time information is key mm. um relationships are definitely hard because you want to you don't want to take the easy road out and like you said about moving um to tassie queensland now and you new country altogether you've got to be able to i've just lost my train of thought part <laughs> thought halfway through that <laughs> i don't know where i had the you're uh, getting so shit. old bro no ah, no i'm having coffee today i don't drink coffee that much. um you need to be able to process that information but you don't want to take an easy road out mm. and i think that that's mostly the point when it comes to relationships it's really hard not to I, I'm really good for it. I've done that a lot for a long time. I'll get to the point and I'll draw a line in the sand and don't get me wrong, I do turn up and I'm very, very open about my mistakes over that process. Mm. But it's easy to walk away from things and not everything's meant to work out. You need to be in there and doing the hard work and the painful stuff because it does. There's a lot of heartache in those situations. Yeah. But turn up. It's like going to camp for your Muay Thai. Turn up. Keep showing up. Keep working on it. It doesn't work. That's fine. You need to be self-critical and look at yourself. And you did that a lot. You know, I was, I love that about you because you know the first person that you can change the outcome is because you're the person to be able to do that. You've got the ability to change that. Your actions are speaking. Um, and that's where I think people who are successful in relationships, in business, understand you're allowed to make mistakes. You're allowed to be with the wrong person. You're allowed to, these things are good. Mm. Yeah. Turn up. Like, you know, every relationship I ever had, 
none of them I regret. Mm. There's really some that holds so much heartache. Mm. And, you know, even if I look at, um, you know, friendships and family and in certain areas, they're in the same category, but I'm never, ever hateful towards those situations but I'm accepting of their place and yeah that is going that that's part of the building yeah 100% I I certainly don't regret any of my relationships either like you in my eyes this goes for everything including relationships everything's a win because you either get the outcome you want or you get a lesson and that lesson's going to help you with the next relationship or the next footy club or the next venture that you go on and follow and bro you like we've had plenty of relationships different levels but you'll know very well yeah. like the the side of you that comes out in a relationship is the most challenging side of you you have to deal with the most vulnerable side the side that you know the least until it comes out it's just yeah man it's a whole whole new kettle of fish right like i that that's the relationship. All the relationships I've had have probably been the biggest challenges in my entire life, purely because of all of the fucking challenges and problems that come up for me. Yeah, and it's hard. It's hard not to blame yourself too. I mm. think I've given that feedback to a lot of people, and they're like, "Oh," and even into like for myself, I'll be like, "Oh, I was a problem. I did this. I'll." I'll happily wear the blame and look, you know, I, that can sometimes be a guy thing. You know, that's how we process things as well on that level is because then, you know, we either deny it or we, we accept it a little bit. And some people are better than that than others. Mm-hmm. But I, um, yeah, it's, it's really hard not to. And I think that I've given that feedback a lot lately. Is you are a passenger. Like you, you can watch your emotions go past. Mm. You don't actually have to let your emotions control you. Mm. Um, and to tie that in with what I'm saying, I guess, is that it's so hard not to be emotional in those situations and then blame yourself or, you know, I should have done this or I could have done that or it doesn't change anything. Like what do you got? If you're still in that relationship, what do you got the ability to change now? You know, aside you're feeling like this, you know, you're feeling stressed about being away or, um, you know, not having quality time, make some more effort, make some, communicate that clearly, but mm. don't let those feelings hold you hostage either. 100%. I think we love to focus on either the outcome, like the potential outcome or what the problem is instead of working out what we can actually do. Like, I, I can still relate to this. I sit there and go, I, I feel lonely, for example, or I haven't been productive today. And instead of going, all right, I just need to fucking sit down and do this bit of work or I need to go and meet this person or I need to call someone. I'll just continue thinking about that problem and be like, what do I need to do? What's the magical solution? But there's no magical solution. It's literally the solution is always Turn out. But- do something. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, and like I'll still yeah. do that sometimes. And man, we we all do it. Yeah. Like you sit back and you look you give you have an outside perspective and you're like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? <laughs> Go and do something. Well, that's it. You don't climb Mount Everest in a day, but you keep turning up to climb it. 
Mm. You know, we we talk about that. One percenters. I love the video of Logan Paul, and he's just like, you know, someone who keeps showing up is dangerous because mm. it doesn't matter if you're getting it right, wrong, how you feel. You have the ability. Put your feelings aside. Acknowledge them. But you know, your loneliness. It's the same deal. Mm. Put things in place to help that. You know, have some quality time. Have a video chat. You know, we have such a a great ability now to have connections still with people on the other side of the world. We didn't mm. have this 30 years ago. Yeah. It, you know, we're, we're so lucky and we've got so much ability and then people can doom scroll and it just hacks their headspace. Yes. And that's just a snowball effect. Like if mm. you've spent all day on your phone or, you, you know, I, I love every day to spend, uh, to write like what I've done. Like my daily, not I don't plan, but more so like recap what I did, and yeah. I'll be like, all right, cool. Um, I try and start most days without waking up on my phone because I don't find that's good for me. Mm. But then it's such a natural habit; that's so hard to break. Mm. But I'll write it in and be like, all right, well, I didn't get up and go for a walk this morning. I woke up at five thirty, but I got up and went for my walk at quarter to seven. That however much time hour or whatever. Before it, I doom scroll. I wasted an hour of the day that I had potential to do something else with mm. or to have even slept with. Um, yeah. So I just think that, again, reflection and change. You know, I'm not saying go back to cut, don't cut your social media out completely, but cut back 10 minutes. Realize you're doom scrolling. All right, you know what? I'm going to just go do something. I'm going to go put those clothes away that I've been looking at in the corner of my room for the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I think like the self-awareness and then the action because it's great to be self-aware. That's the biggest step. That's like 80% of it. But then if you're aware, but you're just like, oh, I'm scrolling. No worries. Oh, I'll keep scrolling. That's not going to change anything. You don't want to change it. Yeah. You know, you don't want it. That's the real exactly. Exactly. You... Your actions speak louder than your words. So if that's what you're doing and you realize that you do want to change, I started the year by saying I wanted to read. I didn't want to read a thousand books or anything crazy. And to be fair, at this point, I've read two books. I'm six months in. There's two more books than what I read last year. It's a win. It's a win. It's a huge win. You don't have to set the fucking world on fire straight away. (laughs) No, you don't. And like, I've just lost my train of thought now. Maybe I'm catching all the from you. <laughs> this is part of it because there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of thinking going on here too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, people, that's what I was going to say. People want outcomes. But when it's like, all right, here's what you got to do. Uh, yeah, I want it, but I don't want it that bad. Right? Like when I said, when I called you up like three months ago, I was like, what do you think? I want to move overseas. I spoke to a couple other people. And ever, generally, the feedback was all pretty positive. You know, mum wasn't too keen. She wanted, you know, she'd miss me. <laughs> but yeah. everyone was like, fuck you, yeah, do it. And so I was just like, all right, I'm going to do it. Like, you have a thought, you take action, have a thought, you take action. We get caught in this cycle of like getting ready to get ready or planning to plan to plan to plan to do stuff. And it's like, when are you actually going to start doing it? Because there's this thing called the law of diminishing intent. And so mm-hmm. the more time that goes by, the less likely you are to act on an, on a decision. And like you would relate to that. It's like, all right, I'm going to start the gym. You have that thought this weekend and you still haven't started a month later. And then a month after that, you're much less likely to do it because you're like, all right, I've put it off for a month. 
it's not that important to me. I can wait another month. I can wait another year. And then that's how those habits are formed, right? That's how you form your identity. And people don't realize that. They don't realize that becomes part of their identity until it's literally who they are. And then it's not just about breaking a habit. It's about becoming a new fucking person. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Well, a bit of weight to it, doesn't it? (laughs) That was just like a full loaded answer. (laughs) Oh, look. uh, People being self-aware is just a huge thing for me. But even then, I can't remember who talks about it. Um, but it's the power now. Like, you got mm. so much. Like, right now, you keep making excuses. Like, go do something. Let your actions speak. Turn up. Be sort of consistent. You can be sort of consistent and on the right track. If you, if you think you're ready for something, you're probably already too late. Do it when you're not ready. You know, I launched my page. The the day I launched my page, I think I might have mentioned this to you. The day I launched my page, I'd actually sent my mum a gratitude message to start of the week. Mm. So Monday, and I just uh, I send a gratitude message depending on who I guess plays on my my headspace or and and to why I guess. Mm. So I sent mum, and uh, it wasn't just getting good books because I've probably done some silly stuff recently. Um, <laughs> but I I sent her one not as a son but as a third party. And I just went, Mum, this is why I love you. This is why I think you are superwoman to me. Um, and just, you know, just was really raw with it. I, I refuse to make jokes when I send it because I think that detracts from the mm. message and people make jokes to cover up on um, vulnerability. Yeah. yeah. And so I sent this through and Mum's, you know, she, a lovely response back from me. Um, and we, we've had some really, our, our relationship has developed really well and we can talk about a lot more than we used to and that's the world now you know um there's a clothing brand here locally uh, and their thing is your love is outdated and i love that whole sentiment and um how that operates because that you know 20 years ago how you love someone is completely different like my mom never heard her father say how much she loved her i don't reckon nearly enough to what mm-hmm. i get from my parents and then again like i still you still get left wanting so anyway, send this message. Mum's, you know, great way to start on Monday. Um, send me a Snapchat on Tuesday. And she's like, oh, I just can't stop thinking about your message, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I get another Snapchat of my dog that she's walking on uh, on Wednesday. And she goes, I want you to know that I sent a gratitude message on someone else today. And I was like, that is it. That's why I, now... Let's do this because I never thought that that would be the effect I would have on my mom. I was like, why would I not? If my mom, in the situation that we were in, for someone who that's not that's probably not her normal thing. Like she's such a loving person and she's so hardworking, but that's probably not something she would normally do. Mm. And for her to have done that and shared that, I was like, this is it. We're launching this. I'm not ready. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, I have no idea what direction I'm going to be going in, but. I know that the time is right now to try. Mm. I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. Like the problem with not like if you didn't take action on that, he, like this is a problem, right? You've already may or may not have faced challenges so far. You will face challenges. But the problem is if you don't take action, then you're not going to face the challenges. You're going to think about them before they come up and then you're going to start planning, okay, shit, how am I going to get around this and this and this? 
But if that just smacks you in the face, it's so much easier to navigate it on your feet than pre-planning because yeah. otherwise you're going to get overwhelmed. You know, like if before I moved over here, if I sat down, I was like, all right, I'm going to be lonely. I'm not going to know anyone. I'm not going to know where the fuck to go. I'm not going to know what to eat. I'm not going to know the language. Then that would have probably put me off. You know what I mean? Like if you sat down and you wrote, all right, people might not follow me. People might give me negative feedback. People might not buy in. Then you probably would have been hesitant. You know what I mean? You're already ahead of the people who are sitting at home on the couch that never did it. You could always find a damn reason not to do something. Mm. Always find it. Like anything. I don't want to do the washing. Oh, yeah. And it's not real sunny. It's going to dry. Whatever it is. (laughs) Washing machine. That's why I keep talking about washing. Um, (laughs) But you will always, what you're looking for, and I guess um, something that I really enjoy talking to a few people about recently is the lens you look for. You know, and that's that was the catalyst or the real driving factor as to why I'm doing what I'm doing now is purely because at a moment where my world felt shattered, it was super lonely and it was no one's fault because all the people that cared for me had a commitment to do what they were doing still and I was no longer playing football with them. I went back and looked at what my default setting was. What lens am I looking through? Okay, cool. I allow myself some time. You know, you're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be flat. And, but you also have to remember how to build yourself back out of that and what you want and who you are. And that's when I looked at myself and said, what, and, like, what is my default setting? And it's being positive. It is having a positive effect in people. It's having these conversations Mm. Um, and being real with it and saying some stuff that probably doesn't make sense at times and forgetting and not logging in on time or whatever it is, getting it all wrong. But my intent has always been to show people love, and that's why I went, this is what I'm going to fucking do. And I don't – everyone keeps going, what are you doing with it? Where are you going? You know, we had that conversation. Mm. I don't fucking know. But I'm so excited that I started and I'm trying. And if that's it, I looked at it the other day and said, look, if I, if I wound this up already – I still made a difference. There would be 3,000 people that have watched my videos. And that's 15 conversations that might have been had. And then I go, all right, cool. I don't need to have 3 million views. It's hard not to look at these successful people that we idolize or mm. not try and create similar stuff, but I just want to bring value and, and make difference in people's dad. And I think that your ability to look at what your default setting is and what lens you want to look through uh, and especially in relationships or your friendships, if people are happy to look through the tinted glass that makes them look like they're a superstar, but they're not willing to do the work or their heads up their ass and they're missing so much, you just, you, you've got to be able to look at yourself and go, oh, this is the lens I'm looking through. For me, I was going, I look through a positive lens. I want to have a positive effect in people and create that a better conversation and share real people's stories like i sit down with anybody and i just have a chat and that's why i said to you i'd start recording as soon as i sat down because even if it was the first five minutes where we weren't started mm-hmm. some of the stuff that we can we touch on or that comes up at times is just so critical and that's when i just don't i won't not be authentic with this in the way 100 percent. and when when did you get so heavy into gratitude because that's obviously like your main message. I think 
that is the backbone of who I am. I think that it's been there, and I think upon reflection, that's when I realised. Yeah. Um, and yeah. definitely, so far, so uh, that has been a real focal point for me. Um, but I think that it's understanding that me sending a five-minute message to someone, like I talk about my mom. Um, you know, I've sent them to all kinds of people in all different walks of life in my world, and um, it's got such huge ramifications. And if my intent is to make someone's life better or to have positive influence, which I stand for, is that not the best way to start that? Because that message of why someone means something to me is is pretty standard. It's nothing silly. It's actually there in all the actions and the proof, but it's just taking a couple of minutes to tell someone and we all have self-doubt. Self-doubt's probably something I'm transitioning into a little bit more of recent because mm. that just that is so good, but it's just it eats and it eats away. It's just something shocking. And it's it's tough, you know, like it doesn't matter what you're doing, if you're doing these videos or conversations or you're a painter, self-doubt is just it it is one of the hardest things to manage. And I think that just the ability to have so much power to create positive stuff through gratitude for people. And I am, I'm, I've won the lottery with the life I've led. I don't need to win millions of dollars. I, I got super lucky with the family that I have, um, the support system that I have, the friendships that I've been lucky enough, the stories that I've been lucky enough to have. I am so that again, when I look at my reflection point, of who I am and what I want to do. And even my, when we talk about it at the start, the why. My why for this, or my being on the planet, and I've said this for a long time, is I'm here to make someone's life better. I'm here to have positive ripples in people's lives. Now, what that is, it's really hard to work out at times too. So that's part of the process, but you don't know if you don't try. And, um, yeah, that's that's been super... I don't know. I feel really blessed with what I've got and what I've been able to do. And, you know, I'm lucky enough. I, I, I chat well. Um, I've got reflection points and um, I'm, I like to think I'm down to earth um, for the most part. But it's, I've got so much that I'm lucky to have and share. And so does other people. And I just want to be sitting in a position whether I make money off that or whether that is something that I do on the sideline, it does not worry me. But I think that being able to say that you make positive impact on people's days is nothing, nothing but huge. Very heartfelt. That was, yeah. Very. I'm very passionate about that. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, man. Oh, 100%. Like, and... Like, I always, I'm sure you do too, because I'm great to chat to, but I'm, I always love talking to you, man. Like, when we have phone calls, like, it, you just feel better after you talk to positive people, right? You you, you notice a difference when you have a, a conversation with someone who's positive and someone who's negative, right? Whether it's, whether it's some of your friends who are negative, family, strangers, like, it sucks the energy out of you. But having a conversation with someone who's positive, who you know, has positive belief systems, positive mindsets, it adds to your energy. 
Yeah. And it, it's just, yeah, invaluable. Yeah. You got to find those people. You know, it's hard. We're all on a journey. Um, you know, I'm, I'm super lucky to have people like yourself that have been part of my conversations and chats. And um, yeah, it, it's, you got to be, you got to look at the positive stuff. Because again, if you're not looking for rainbows in the rain, then you just stand in the rain and feel like an idiot. Fuck yeah. What's been the biggest thing you've learned this year, like through all the stuff you've done and gone through? That's a good question. If you can um, think of something. No, I can think of plenty. I think it's all very similar. I guess what I've talked about is, is show up. Show up for you first. You need to be the reason. You need to be your reason as to why. Um because nobody else does the work and that's mm. whether it's job, whether it's yourself personally, like emotionally, um, you've got to be a fan of you. You've got to turn up. You've got to do the work. And again, sometimes it is purely just getting out of bed, drag um, grass to train, whatever it is. I never, ever struggled with social anxiety and I had a few situations when I moved here that I was super anxious about just like... I was so comfortable in Hobart and that sort of setting. And then I came here and it was just a different world. And I pushed myself really hard out of that comfort zone a lot and was super lucky to create some very, very heartfelt friendships and experiences. And you just got to keep pushing yourself to do that. I think that's the biggest thing I've learned. Keep turning up. Turn up for you. Do the one percenters. And be okay with not being, you know, perfect or, you know, if I, you score your day, like I, I would sometimes do out of five what I give myself for a day overall and I, I do subcategories and then I do overall. And um, there'd be some days where I'd go one. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, as long as you're not getting seven ones in a week. That's it. You know, don't miss seven kicks in a row. You know, don't miss seven yeah. days in the gym. Get just you got to create change on those habits or those situations. The world owes you nothing. Yeah, you know, I fucking hate that when people are like, oh, I just can't catch a break. Yeah, <laughs> create yeah. create your own break. You know, go find something to be positive or um, that builds that stuff. You know, and and for me at the moment, I really try and make sure that my messages or how I feel about people shared so that they get something like that too in moments where they need that reflection because we all need reminders. You know, that's why we love video content or mm. these positive charts because we need reminders of perspective and the world, you know, however many billion people in this world, you got the chance of winning the lottery, the lottery 11 times than being alive. Like fucking turn up, be excited, mm. take that, and run with that sometimes. That's such a such a good point. Like the world is literally however you perceive it. Like if you think that you can't catch a break, you're not gonna be able to catch a break. Like I can right now even actively sit here and change the way that I view the day ahead just by changing my mindset, my thoughts. Like if I'm like, fuck it, it's cloudy outside, looks like it's gonna rain, I'm pretty tired. I can't be fuck going and meeting up with these people. Like that's just going to lead to negative results throughout the day. And then that's going to lead to a shit day tomorrow. 
and then a shit week. And then that's what we call a rut, inverted commas, right? As opposed to being like, I'm literally like, I'm alive, like, good start. <laughs> I can walk. Great start. Huge. Got a, got a car. <laughs> I got a motorbike, like a scooter downstairs. Like, I can go anywhere I want, do whatever the fuck I want today. Like, going to do some work. You know, I might go and meet some people. Going to go to the gym, take care of myself. And all of a sudden, you have a good day. Then you have a good week. Then you have a good month. And all of a sudden, you're not in a fucking rut because you did something about it. Yeah. And that's where I think, um, you know, we probably have, we've touched on it a tad, but journaling, mm. because you need to be able to go, you know, and that's what I think this, most journals now have got those prompts. It's like, you know, what are the top three things I get to do to that? I start and write that every day. You know, I get to go to work. I get to um, show some love to someone. I get to create positivity in someone's world. I get to go to the gym. I get to train. I get to work. I get to walk. At one point in the last 12 months, I couldn't walk. Mm. It's a reminder in small things. Yeah. And when you get to the end of the day and you feel like you've accomplished nothing or you haven't had any positive, being able to have that journal and go, oh, you know what? I actually had a really nice walk. Or, Gee, it felt good. I drank plenty of water. You know, how many people in the world don't have fresh water? Like, bro. You need it, yeah. It's, it's nuts. It is. And I think, like, as humans, the default setting is, like, for example, like, you couldn't walk. Like, I've been there as well when I hurt my knee in, in Tassie. It's like, you can't walk. Fuck, if I could only walk. Like, I'd be I'd be happy if I could walk. Then you start walking. If only I could run. Fuck, I'd be happy if I could run. And then you get back to full health and you can run. And, like, you're playing footy again or whatever you're doing. If only you I never think money, twice about it. If only I had, you know, this, if only I had that, but you don't give a fuck that you can walk now. Uh, it's like, like people may like him or hate him, Andrew Tate, but he said something like so powerful. The Those people in the submarine that died however long ago, like when they were down there, they would give anything to just be out of that submarine, right? Anything. But every other day that they were with their family or they were living a good life, they didn't give a fuck. That was like, oh, just another day, whatever. You know, he made the point when he was in jail, he would have given anything to just be with his family, to be out of jail. But as soon as he's out, he's like, oh, just another day. It's like, and yeah. I'm guilty of it. Like, we take everything for granted until it's taken away from us. You got to live in the moment. Yeah. And that's that's so cliche. But how many times, you know, I try and, I try and keep a log on how many times a day I say, I can't wait for. And purely that sentence, because that is wrong thinking. You're not, you're, I'm thinking about tomorrow, and I do this way too much. I'm thinking about tomorrow and Tuesday and Thursday, and it's good. You need to. But if you aren't present, you're missing out. You are wasting so much time. Yeah. So many opportunities. How many people make a deal with themselves or God when they get sick? Oh, my throat's itch. Oh, you know, when you get that sickness the first couple of days and you're like, oh, fuck. You know, I'll do anything to get rid of this straight away. And it's just like, there's a video I watched a couple of days ago. Um, and it's like, it reflects on uh, like a 15 or 16 year old. Now, everyone has different family situations. And I'd like to make a point of acknowledging that before the comment. But the 
the video went along the lines of you spend, you know, 15, 16, 14, whatever, you spend so much time wanting to get away from that family mm. or be alone and be a grown-up. You know, how many times do we say, I want to be a grown-up? Mm. You want to have freedom. And then when you get older, you want nothing more. Mm. Yeah, I, I, that's the hardest thing about coming out of Adelaide. So I miss my dog and my family. And mm. I would, I, that's the thing I hold most high in my world is, is my family and those people and the quality of people that they are. Um, but yeah, I've seen that's, it's, it's massive when you realize that we wish life away so much and mm. we look forward and that's great. You know, we look forward to this, we do that. But fuck, if you don't slow down and realize right now just how much there is or how lucky you are to just to be having a conversation with such a good guy or you know whatever it is 100 and like i was guilty of this recently like like i said to you like i obviously i missed my family a little bit when i was moving around and stuff but nothing nothing major right like i didn't really care that much because i went back and saw them and stuff and but like since coming here before i left i was like i just want to get to thailand can't wait to get to thailand i'm going to feel better like i just want to get out of here and like the first week like i said to you like i miss my family so much right and i've never i've never been in that position and like it's it's hindsight it's a shit shit way to learn things but it's the only way because otherwise you won't learn right and so yeah you know next time i do go back and see them i'll make more of that time right and you know, that's probably easier said than done when you're like in this position. When you go back and you're in that moment, like it's probably a lot easier to go, oh, like, you know, I'll enjoy this part and then, you know, put the rest aside or I'll I'll go half ass. Like it's very easy to revert back to to that, I guess, default setting. But like, bro, I'm literally in the middle of it right now. Like I can speak for that. It's so true. I want to um, circle back to something you said was um, it's the shittest way to learn stuff when it's hard. Otherwise, mm. you don't learn. You do learn. You do learn the other way. Not very well. No. And I think that that's huge. There's a, again, I love reverting back to these videos. And I guess that's why doing videos is where my um, intent is in these conversations is is so that people can find the same sort of value. Um, but it just reflects on how many, if I told you you're going to lose, I don't know, your mum or your job or whatever it is, if you don't go out and kick someone in the head at Muay Thai today, you have so much drive for that situation. Mm. Now, obviously, that's a little bit of a silly comment, but mm. whatever that translates into, you know, you work, if you don't go out and, and do a good job, you're going to lose yeah. your job. That is the highest level of motivation. But if I tell you I'm gonna give you 20 grand, that motivation doesn't scratch that. Mm. They're different planets. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm sure a lot of people are really driven by 20 grand, 10 grand, whatever. But the alternative, the negative alternatives have so much more drive than what positive alternatives do. Yeah, 100%. Like you need, you need both, you need pain and pleasure, but- You do. Negative is no good all the time, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> then you'll end up a fucking psychopath. But, yeah. Like, yeah, you do learn, but unless 
there's pain tied to it, you don't learn well enough because it's like, oh, I learned this, I made this mistake, but it didn't really affect me negatively. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter. But if you know that, you know, for example, me, like right now, I'm missing, like missing my family, and I learned that the hard way, like it's it's painful. Then next time you're in that situation, you know, I don't want to feel that pain again. Right, and that's just like a small example, but I don't know if you're, say, you're in a relationship and you know you you fuck up a lot. You, I don't know, you might go and like cheat on your on your partner, or you might I don't know constantly do drugs, and then they end up breaking up with you, something like that, right? You're not going to learn if they they just go, all right, I forgive you, just don't do it again, like don't do it again, don't do it again. Next time's the last time. Don't do it again, right? The only way you're going to actually learn and change your behavior generally is if something painful happens. Like they break up with you, you lose someone because then it's like, fuck, my actions or what I've done on my mindset has actually led to a painful circumstance. And like that's, people can learn without going through something like that, but most of the time we don't want to, right? And most of us resent that situation. Yeah, I'll, I've been in a relationship and been cheated on um, and vice versa, to be fair. And there's so much heartache and pain and a lot of people go, you know, I wish I never, you know, it's times healed, but I would not be the same person or learn the same experiences, like lessons to such a high degree without that pain. You know, if I hadn't moved to Melbourne when I was 18, and then move to SA again, you know, that continues to just reiterate to myself how much my family means to me mm. um, and how good people are and, and, you know, the efforts they make or the connections that I still have. And that's, yeah, that's just, uh, I take away so much from that. Yeah, 100%, man. Like, everything we've said just keeps coming back to people. Right, like the importance of people, and sometimes yeah, like even man, even even I forget. Sometimes like if I go maybe three or four days, I'm just like working really hard, and I've kind of shut people out, or I haven't gone to meet people. Then I'll even sometimes forget how important that part of my life is until I step back into it, and it's like that just comes back to the self awareness. Like you need to pick up on these things before you start to feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you hit the nail on the head there. <laughs> it's, um, it's, there's so, life, life you don't go through on your own. Yeah. You have, um, people that go the distance with you. Um, I'm actually, okay, so the first thing I pack every time I move, right? Is this photo. So this is me and my oldest friend in matching outfits from a babies, which is hideous. But he's, I'm, I'm lucky enough to be going back to Tassie in a little bit for his wedding. And we've been friends nearly 30 years. Um, you have some people that have 10 minutes in your world. Mm. And then you have other people that were 30 years. And... I think we get lost sometimes by thinking that every person's meant to be there for 30, 50 years and we don't, we take that person. But mm. 
sometimes my role in someone's world was to say something nice to them or to go through an experience with them. And that was it. You know, a rocket ship doesn't carry its rockets the whole way to the moon. Um, and I think that understanding the value in the relationships and friendships, regardless as to how long they go for, again, like you look at positive mindset, that's, that's where I really, that's why I look at it that way. But you can't not. Because otherwise you're upset about this or that person. We're no longer friends. How many times do you hear that conversation? Mm. That I, you know, I, I had a conversation a couple days ago with something like this, and they were like, "Oh, you know, I, I miss you, and uh, I miss this, and blah 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 blah." But I look back and just think so positively at the time, and you know, there was some messy parts to that, but I'm thankful for it. You know, you got to be thankful for the people you go in the trenches with or go through situations with or have a laugh with, have a beer with. You know, for me, oh, that's probably why I still love doing retail um, because I just I get a chance to be silly in someone's day or just have a bit of a yarn. And I work for a really good boss and, you know, I've got my own ideas and um, things to do in this world as well and he gets that. But um, you, the ability to have that understanding and create off the back of that and share those experiences or short moments with people. I just, it's huge. hundred percent. I, I think, yeah, you nailed it. Like I've actually always, like I've often fallen into that trap of thinking everyone's meant to be there for the long run, you know, like, yeah. And you know, I, I've always gotten really easily attached to people. And so that was, you know, that they, yeah. you love all right. He's hey? You're a lovable guy, that's why. <laughs> some would say, some might not agree. Um, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, I've always, that's been one of my biggest challenges, particularly in relationships, like as attachment. So thinking someone's, whether it's friend, partner, you know, someone I meet out in the street, it's like thinking that they're meant to be there for fucking ever. Like, and that's something I'm very still much learning. And traveling, like moving to Thailand is something that's, already starting to show me that is people aren't always there forever you know like you and i we've obviously like had great times good memories but we've also been in the trenches like we've helped each other through some some challenges and that like that they're very rewarding relationships but there's also the relationships like i've already met people that might have spent a day with or two days with and then that's it like they're gone you know, I'm, I met a, a girl the other day from France and, like, probably never see her again. But the one thing that I learned from her was when you move overseas or you're traveling on your own, you need to be able to love yourself. Like, you need to be able to know exactly who you are, love who you are, and be comfortable with who you are. Right? Because if you're not, then... You're just gonna get fucking lost and you're gonna get lonely. But that was I, I like I literally said to her, What's the thing what's the one thing you've learned since you've been traveling on your own? Like I wanted to learn right, what she's learned. And yeah, like that relationship in itself is valuable. Just meeting someone for one day, two days, getting to know how their world works and then moving on. Right? Just as valuable as, you know, a relationship like hours where we have a call every month or we, you know, we stay friends over a long period of time. Like, they both serve their purposes, you know what I mean? 
the, yeah, their, their value isn't any less based on the duration. Mm. And I'll say it again, the value isn't any less because of the duration. Mm. Because I think that that's just it. We do look at things and go, oh, it wasn't a 20 year friendship or I don't see them much. Who gives a fuck? Like that was a one day you spent with her and that will stay with you and that's going to be part of your conversation in your process moving forward. Mm. And that's, that's huge. Yeah, you know, that's uh, people that want to think everyone's going to be there. I love it. Go, I go into every um, friendship meeting people and I generally don't try and get too far ahead of what I think is going to happen. Um, but you always have a bit of an understanding. Mm. You know, you pick up what's getting put down as you go. And sometimes you get it wrong. Sometimes you get it right. And some people just, their world's full. And you don't have a spot in that. And that's not a reflection on you. That's just how it is. Um, but, yeah, man, the fact that for one day someone has an impact that creates this really unreal light bulb moment for your world to take forward, it's just why these conversations and why meeting people and going in these hard um, scenarios, moving states, being lonely, you know, you build so much more out of that. Mm. And like the point you made about people, like they might not have, a, or they either may not have a spot in your world or you're going to know like from a pretty early point whether or not like, you're going to have a long-term friendship. I think like, for example, I met some some people last night, one dude in particular who was just completely different world to me. Like he just backpacker, drinks nearly every day, you know, smokes, all that kind of stuff. And the person that I am certainly now is like, I don't drink very rarely if I do more of a reward, right? Crazy. <laughs> um, you know, work out every day, driven, goal-focused, right? Completely different worlds. And I can tell I'm not going to be mates with him, right? This is just not going to be in my world. But you still learn something from those people, right? You get a different perspective. You might The thing that you learn might even just be what you don't want to be, which is such a, such a valuable lesson in itself. It's like the reverse role model theory. If you have no idea who the fuck you want to be or who you want to model, pick someone out okay. that you're like, I don't want to be like them. And, like, for a lot of people, that's often one of their parents or family members is like, I don't want to be, like, X, Y, Z. And sometimes just meeting people from a completely different world to you is enough in itself to make that relationship valuable in a weird way. Yeah, I think and here's one for you. I don't know how you can take this. Um, I am always happily surprised by our relationship in what because way? you well you moved in and you and i were very different people like i've never done drugs i'm clean as a whistle you know that mm. um I, I'll, I'll drink and i'll have some fun but generally i'm pretty tame with with drinking um and when we met we were different we were in different worlds and how we operated was very, vastly different and mm. you know you're a bit younger than me by a lot um <laughs> but you know i guess early on and not that I was, I didn't write you off. I think what I, you have an understanding for how people probably come across and what potentially could come of it. And there's, you get that right and get that wrong. And 
I don't action that too much. I just go with it and keep that understanding there. But I'm always so humbly reminded how lucky this friendship is what it is um, because I never thought it would be. I never thought it would be. And that wasn't me writing you off or saying I didn't want to be. Mm. But I just went, well, your world and my world are two different things. Yeah. You know, uh, our belief systems were different. Our operation systems were different. And that's all, that's, you know, again, it's not me tearing you down. Um, but you have to be open to these things as well. Mm. And because imagine if I'd have cut you or you'd have cut me because um, I was some boring old man. Um, <laughs> You know, we miss you miss out on a, a really special part of you know a really special friendship. Hundred percent, oh, man. Like, I was certainly surprised by it too, and it unfolded more over time. Like, obviously, like as you know, when I first moved in, like particularly Darry and I was like hit it off straight away. But we, like you and I, built more over time. It's been more sustainable and long lasting, and I think that. That one of the one of the biggest things that I think has contributed to like that or different relationships I've had is up until you know maybe six to twelve months ago and still a process, but I wasn't very clear on my identity, and I'm I'm still certainly working it out, right? Like there's certainly still days where I'm like, who the fuck am I? Like, but I think a lot. Like I've had that feedback a lot. People misunderstand me when they first meet me or i'm not saying that that was you but people misunderstand me or they get the wrong impression I did. no i'll cop that i did and i think that's because i and you know i probably still you know do this to a degree and this is probably something i need to go and think about now so thanks for this <laughs> i come across as you know maybe something that i'm not and i think a lot of people do this because they're not they're either not sure who they actually are or they're not comfortable to show up as who they actually are. You know what I mean? And in doing that, you can put up, whether it's like a wall, a facade, you can try to be who you want to be or who you think is cool. And then all that does is it creates a shaky shell of an identity which just pushes people away. Yeah, I I don't think it was your who you were that pushed me away. I just think that it was situational. And I think that now you and I are on different paths, but it's similar in so many different ways. Mm. There was value built into that relationship as we went. Yeah, because and you said the same thing the other way. Like when you moved in the house, you and Darian were quite close quite quickly. I'm not, I would probably wasn't the most exciting person for what was relative in your world. And that was okay. I'll cop that. But then as we went and I added value in whatever way that was, then you and I both built our own connection and understanding as to why this person was valuable to their world. 100%. And, like, friendships are just, like, business. It's just literally just a value exchange. Now, if you yeah. take the emotion out of it, that's what friendships are because you're not going to be friends or you're not going to have a relationship with someone who you don't get value out of. And it doesn't mean fucking money. Like, value no. is memories, connection, perspective, all those kind of things. Emotions. We've got five minutes left before I have to run and go get on a plane. 
I just looked at the time. I was like, shit, we've been here for like an hour. Um, so you are just we, every we, fucking week you got a new wedding. I don't know what you're on about. Um, no, look, you know, uh, I think we, we could sit here and talk for hours and I look forward to doing, you know, round two and three on this. Um, there is so much to take out of this. I look forward to seeing how you use the information and the conversations. Um, I haven't answered any differently to what I would normally on the phone and, and you understand that. But um, I think this, you know, almost like a recap, you know, we talk about our relationship and, and what that's kind of changed into and the value of that. You, you mentioned, um, you know, relationships are like business, but without the financial gain, you know, Mm. we get so much more value out of those relationships. You know, we've talked about that all day inadvertently. Um, the value of stories and experiences with people and hard moments and good moments and phone calls and reflection and all these things is why that is probably the sole most important thing in this world is being able to understand the value of people, enjoy that side of things, develop your side of things and what you bring to the world as well and other people's world. And and that's not, it's quite hard because you've got to be quite brutally honest too at times. You know, I very much understand my value in people's worlds at times and sometimes I'm not a real big fan of it and I feel like I devalue myself or it's not what I wanted to have an effect on or to be valued in their world as. But at the same time, that's sometimes our insecurity that talks or um, our ego. You know, you really have to sign on to your ego and that whole thing. And I would love to go into talking about egos with you. Maybe next time we'll, we'll start with that. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's such a, that's got so much more, you know, more part of this whole, whole big conversation too. Yeah. But um, I think, you know, from, from my perspective and my experience and I guess my headspace at the moment, just how important, you know, good relationships and um, self-awareness is in the 1%. 100%. Yeah, we'll do ego next time because I feel like that's there's good sides to it and bad, and I think people kind of put it in a box. That is, that is literally the demon and the angel on your shoulders, I reckon, yeah. the ego. Like, yeah. it's, it's good points and bad points. I'm really excited to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> 100% man. It was an epic chat, as always. It was it was good. This is probably one of the best we've had. Um, and, you know, I was, I was quite nervous doing this today. Um, and I think that that's good because that means I'm excited and there's plenty of, I don't know, rawness and feelings in it. And um, I appreciate you and I appreciate the time. And I'm glad we got to do this. I'm sorry that it's not in person. Um, but that's what happens when you move countries, you prick. Uh, <laughs> And hey, it's like a two hundred dollar fight over here. <laughs> hey man, uh, just be more to get the towns the other day. <laughs> but a uh, big love to you, and um, we'll, love we'll you, man. Talking. Love you, bro. Lads, thank you for listening to another episode of the Positive Masculinity Podcast. 
I have no doubt that you learned a lot and you took a lot of value out of this episode. Now, as I said, I'm going to be running a completely free live challenge every fortnight. If you want to register, all you have to do is go to www.thepositivemasculinityproject.com.au forward slash challenge. The link is in the show description. But make sure that you save your spot inside because there are limited seats. It is going to be completely free, completely live. It's going to be online. You do not want to miss any of these free challenges. With that being said, guys, have a fantastic day and make sure that you show up as the strongest, most capable and powerful version of yourself for you and the people around you.